0: You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of our Adult Sunday School series. Adult Sunday School is taught by a variety of different men in our church. Now let's prepare our hearts as our Sunday School teacher brings forth God's truths from His Word today. Morning. First of all, I did not get this altered. So for those of you that wondered if I would be able to see over it, it's not. I did bring a milk crate in case I needed it, but I didn't. You know, and then you know, you're, you know somebody's trying to make up for comments that they've made in the past when I get a text this morning saying I'm praying for you. So, so I appreciated that and good morning and welcome to Sunday School. Um, I was at a wrestling, or actually an officials training class the last month. And as part of it, they were talking about trying to captive your audience, get your audience kind of back focused. So if the guys upstairs are ready, and by the way, the guys up there are great. Um, they were scrambling this morning to help me out, got it done. So as Isaac has been teaching over the last month about being a good shepherd, I sent out a crew to look for some video of him actually doing some shepherding. And I think I found one. So guys, if you want to show that up real quick, hit the play button, exactly. Notice he doesn't have his hook, nor his staff of direction, he's just got his camera out. I think what's interesting is, is you look at the ones in the back, they're kind of looking at what's this crazy one doing? They kind of look they kind of come up. that's good, guys, you can cook that up. Yeah, we don't see the rest of it. so I just needed to do that. so uh Mr. Pierce reminded me that you know it's always detrimental to make fun of somebody when they follow you, you know so. Welcome to the month of September and Sunday school. So, a couple things I thought was funny about that. You look at that crazy sheep. The first thing I thought of is, how the heck did he get in there? You know, thought either he was a thrill seeker or he's like one of our children that you know, there has to be that that one. So, but um, what I wanted to do this this month, and actually, I needed to thank Isaac because he he set me up really, really well. Um, He started out last month, like I said, talking about being a shepherd. But really where I kind of took that from is, you know, we often look at being the leader, somebody being responsible. But, and we talked about a little bit at the Teen Guys trip, a little bit about trying to be the leader and and handling that way. But to be a leader, you got to have followers. And how often do we see... Our children people that we know that we think we've got them set up to follow the right direction and off they go somewhere else so what I want to speak about at least for the first couple weeks I I think this will all tie in uh, for the month but I want to talk about being a good sheep so let's turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 9 and Isaac thank you for being a good sport We're going to look at verse 35 and 36 to start with. It says, "And Jesus went about all the cities and villages teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every d- disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd." Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to be here this morning we thank you Lord for all that you've done for us and Lord as we take this opportunity to um, to just delve into your word we just pray Lord that you just use me Lord just father help me say the things you want me to say father let hearts be open and receptive father be with the other teachers that are this, out this morning pray that the message goes across and we thank you in your son's name we pray amen so as I said we've been focusing on being a leader and now I want to look at being A follower now there are decisions that a follower has to make to make sure he's that he's following in the right direction I mean in today's world today's society and even not even just today but in recent past there are often other options as are you know as we train our children up in the way they should go they still have to make that decision as to what direction they're going to go you know, for me, I can remember um, the massacre in Johannesburg. You know, where uh, Jones was the, the the cult leader, got everybody to drink the Kool-Aid, if you remember, and many people died. Yet, if you look at today, it's the same thing. There are cult after cult that our young people, or our young adults, or even older older adults are following into. The same thing's true of churches. You know, we, we think of, oh, well, that's a cult, but yet look at where, look what's out there for options for churches today. I mean, it used to be that there were fairly, they were fairly conservative, almost and somewhat, with a few exceptions, almost Christ-driven. But now it's a whole nother gospel, you know. And pastors gone through message upon message about, you know, the wolf in sheep's clothing, how there will be false teachers in the end times. We're seeing that. But yet, and we, and, you know, we as Christians look back and go, how dumb you have to be to follow some of that stuff. I mean, what suckers you in to wanting not to follow the Lord? Yet, we're sheep. And what do we know about sheep? They're not very, very smart. Matthew 10:16 says, Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise serpents and harmless as doves. So Jesus knew that we were going to be out there as, as sheep, often without direction. Even with direction, we're not always under that constant care. So we need to make sure we're doing the right things. So let's talk about a sheep. You know, we talked a lot about what it is to be a good shepherd. Let's talk about a sheep. Well, what do we know? Well, they're followers. You know, a follower is one who follows the opinions or teachings of another, it could be a person who adopts the appearance of behavior of another especially in an obvious way its following does not have to begin with belief and as we look at what's out there you know especially for those that are enjoying this time of season you know it's 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 that great holiday season of football you know unfortunately for some yesterday didn't turn out as well as it did for others but it becomes a craziness. You know, you see fans that become followers of teams and they're, they're just, you know, their whole day is just dedicated to a particular football team. You know, they dress up in all kinds of different colors and faces and different costumes. Um, actually right here on, um, on Ocean Beach, right by Clark Lake, somebody's got an RV that's all decked out. Like it's a Michigan decked out fan. It's got the helmet on the front end—it's all painted up like a winged helmet. I mean, I'm, I said to, to my wife, "What do you think about driving around in that thing?" You know, so if I drove it in Ohio, it may not make it through Ohio. But that's another point. You have been listening but to a follower is church someone who sermon sermon wants, wants to emulate, this wants to see that, blessing, you know. And and, and, and one thing that You'd I like appreciate about Pastor White, amongst every, and amongst other FBC things, Clark Lake, is that network, you know where where people would say, "Well, do you, you go to do you go to Pastor also, White's church." Well, you can subscribe to the well, Fellowship well, Baptist Church sermon go to Pastor White's church where he's pastor, but this is all of our messages are available, you know. And I've heard him say that when people go, "Well, how many are in church?" Well, it's really not mine. It's the Lord. Instagram, where you can see what's. Turn to John chapter to 21. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time. Go look at verse, verses 15 through 19. So when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, Love me more than these. He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my lambs. And he said unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. He said unto him, Feed my sheep. And he saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus said unto him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou skirtest thyself, And walkst whither thou wouldest but. When thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hands, And another shall gird thee and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. This spake he, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said unto him, Follow me. So we know the story. We know the backstory that Peter had denied Christ three times. So basically, he had, in, in front of many, many others, had turned his back on knowing God. He was basically no longer committing to be a follower of Jesus. The love of Jesus showed so forth that he gave Peter that opportunity to come back. And that's one thing that we as sheep, we may go astray and we'll talk about that. But God loves us so much that he gives us that opportunity to come back into the fold. Sheep, sheep are valuable. I bet you didn't think you were valuable. Well, if we look at sheep as the animal sheep, they were used for food. So in the so much more in the olden times, you know, they were as valuable as cattle. You know, they would use them for food. They would use them for clothing. You know, get to see that big fat sheep, and then all of a sudden it gets sheared, and all that wool is there that would get turned into clothing or into fabric that could then later be sold. They were used for monetary transaction. You know, you look through the Bible and you see often when there were there were changes of money or changes of, of a dowry, for example. Sheep were often used as a way to cover that. And then most of all, sheep were used for sacrifices. So they played a very important role. A sheep is also vulnerable. They have no natural defenses. How many of you have ever walked in to see a, like into a petting zoo with your kids, and in comes a little lamb or a sheep and you go, oh, got to grab my kids? You know, I don't want that thing biting my kids or clawing them to death. You know, it would be different if it was like a lion. You know, it's a whole different ballgame. You know, they, they don't have anything that's naturally that you fear. They're often unaware. You know, I made the comment that they're not very intelligent. They're not aware of their situations. You know, that's why the, 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 when the Bible talks about the wolf in sheep's clothing, you know, you would think that they would notice that there was something different. There would be a smell that would be different there'd be a noise that would be different they're just unaware they're not cognizant of their surroundings they're focused on what's right in front of them you know if they see a patch of grass that they want to go chew and it's right next to a cliff they don't care they're just looking to feed their belly and that's where they're headed off off the cliff they go you know that's why to isaac's point they needed a shepherd. they needed somebody with a staff to lead them in the right direction, to get away from that cliff, get away from that ditch. you know that 's what they need and that's and you look think that for a minute, and how does that relate to us you know we 're a lot like that. you know Are we sometimes unaware of our surroundings? Well, absolutely. you know one thing that they taught us in self defense class when we were, I was getting my permit to carry it was be aware of your surroundings you know how often are we in situations where we don't know what's going on next to us you know we're at work and we're so focused on getting things done we're not aware of what's around us and we'll talk about this a little bit later but it's also if you think about the other sheep around us you know are we aware of their relationship with the Lord do we reach out to, to have that conversation about where they're going to spend eternity? Or are we only focused on the here and now in what's in front of us? So again, a lot of parallels, and it's, and it's interesting as I work through this study, how much a sheep is like a human. You know, it's, it's crazy, you know, that when we start to think that way, but yeah, there's a lot of things that they do. Sheep have a tendency to wander off. Luke fifteen six says, And when he cometh home he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which are lost. First Peter two twenty five says, For we are sheep going astray, but we are now returned unto the shepherd and the bishop of your souls. So again, they get lost. Do we get lost? In our daily lives do we get lost in our focus? Do we get lost in what God has called us to do? Do we get lost in the direction that we're headed? I would say, yeah. It's very, very easy for us to be distracted, for us to go another direction without realizing that we've gotten off the path. It's very, very easy for us to get suckered in again into something else because we're too busy looking what's right in front of us and not looking up a bit. A sheep focuses again on the here and now they need a lot of care you know you think that basically again I'm following up a little bit of what Isaac said and so it just proves that I was paying attention just so you know that you know they have to get into the right pasture I mean if you look at history especially in this country between cattlemen and sheep ranchers they didn't get along very well well part of that reason was that when cattle would, would when they would go out and graze they would just graze to maybe a top level and there are always left some to grow. Sheep? Nope. They take it right down to the root. I mean, they are, they're going to get every part of that piece of grass that they can get. That's why you have to move them from pasture to pasture to pasture, from field to field to field, so that they don't end up starving. If you leave them on their own, they're, gonna, they're not going to make it so why are we like sheep we need to be cared for from when we're babies to when we're older and even in the middle we still care we still need care you know my kids are grown for most part but they still need to be cared for now luckily I've been able to hand off some of that to son-in-laws and such but you know They still need to be cared for. We need to be led. That's part of why we're here in this church. Because we need to be led. Yeah, we have to go out and do our own devotions. And we'll talk about some of that along the way. But we need to be led. And again, this is where people can get into trouble. We have been blessed. We have been, I'm not telling you something you don't know. But our shepherd takes us in the right direction you know I've been under his ministry for a long time and I cannot point to where one case where he's led us in the wrong direction may have gotten us lost traveling to the zoo (laughs) but he's never led us in the wrong direction that's a story if you want to know I can tell you happened years ago we need protection we do you know we think we're okay on our own but We're not, you know. In the series that Pastor's been talking about on Wednesday nights about being single, they're being protected by the Lord. You know, as we get married, we're protecting one another. You know, Pansy protects me from myself. A lot of cases. You know, you know, I have a tendency to go, "Hey, let's do this," and you know, no, we're not. You know, that's that little. I'd say that's the little voice in my ear, but it's not little. (laughs) I definitely can hear. It's that direction. It's helping take care. It's helping giving me all, that protection. And it's provision. You know, the Lord needs to provide for us. I mean, you know, there was a comment made the other day on on the news about being a paycheck away from being in poverty. You know, that just goes to show us that, you know, again, it's we have to count on the Lord for our daily bread. As much as we think we're... We're in control of everything, and we have everything that we need to get by, and we don't. You know, we need our shepherd. We need our Lord to, to provide for us. Yet we know that we need to make sure that we're keeping in line with that. Let's turn to Matthew chapter 4. A very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Verses 18 through 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their nets. And he called them, and they immediately left the ship and their, and their father and followed him. The decision, as we need to look at what our next step is when that call comes forth, Peter and Andrew, James and John, you know, it's interesting that they dropped everything on, on a whim and left. They didn't know what they were getting into. They didn't know what to expect. They just felt the need to follow. In today's world, we need to be, be as careful. We need to be careful in the decisions and who we follow. You know, we have been, for those of us who have been presented the gospel... I can remember the first time that I heard it I was 10 years old and it got me right now boom I was ready you know pastors made his testimony known and most everybody here knows it think about your testimony the first time that you heard the gospel did you go yep I'm all in or did you go you know what I want to think about it or I'm not ready or the story of the 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 person setting in the pew white-knuckled on, on the edge going, I'm not going to go. I know the Lord's pulling me to go, but I'm not going to go. You have to make that decision. John three fifteen through 16, again, familiar passage. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, you would think that that would be an easy decision to make. But yet, people struggle with it. Yet, even with those promises to be a follower of Jesus Christ, how often do we see somebody leave the church? Because they're following something else. Or they've heard a different gospel and they went, oh, this sounds better. Let's go do this. You know, it's not as easy, it's not as locked in as we would think it would be. For me, I can't understand why somebody would ever turn their back on the Lord. To know what he's done for us, to send is even a minimal amount of teaching or Bible reading, to know what he's done for us, to ever turn our back on that? Are you nuts? Why? Why would you all of a sudden you go somewhere else? Why would you follow a different gospel? It's amazing. Part of it is that it takes us out of our comfort zone. You know, when we decide to follow Christ, things change. And we all know that. Things that we used to do, we don't do those anymore. You know, people that we used to hang with, we don't hang with those anymore. You know, um, what I love about this church is balance. You know, we have Isaac, the tall, young one, and me, the shorter, little older one. So there's a nice balance there. Just celebrated our 40th class reunion. So, yeah, I know, whoa, you know. It's, it's, uh, and you know what? There were a lot of old people in that, class, in that room, and I wasn't one of them. And, you know, to see people that I, you know, to see people that I haven't seen in 40 years, I said to Pansy, it's a, you know, it's funny, is that people that, you know, they're all talking about being old friends and all that, and I'm like going, you know, not me. I mean, there's a reason I haven't seen some of these people in 40 years. You know? And especially as I see how they continue to live their lives like they did when they were 18. I just, I told Pansy, I said, you know, I, I'm just, I praise God that He directed me out of that mess. But yet, you know, when we look at our lives in, in how God changes us, how to turn our back from that is just. It's unbelievable it's that comfort zone that we're out of you know it's those that used to smoke that don't smoke anymore those that used to drink and party that don't party anymore you know um, the people that we hang out with the things that we used to do that we don't because God takes us out of that comfort zone and puts us there and we need to realize that there's a reason for that because he's trying to make us better he's taking us to a new pastor so that we as sheep can go there you know, we need to re- repent and believe in the gospel. You know um, This would be a great opportunity to go into the gospel message. But for the, the, this class, um, you've heard it. If you haven't heard it and you don't know it, let somebody know, and we'll make sure to let you know what that's all about. But from here, it's hearing and obeying. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says this, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and do with them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon the house, and it fell not. For it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine that doth not doth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which builds his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it I mean I don't know how, how the weather came through your area last night but I thought we were in one of those storms last night you know my house stood I wasn't too worried about it but yet you know they during the um, the broadcast last night NBC broke in and broke in long to talk about the the upcoming weather and they kept going back and repeating the same thing and Eli who's my avid football fan, kept going. Yeah, we heard you the first four times. You know, let's move on. But, you know, the comment that he kept saying was, well, if you're in a a mobile home, you might want to go find someplace else a little bit more secure to think, yep, that's one of those homes. It's not built on a very good foundation. And a good wind will blow it down, you know. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 16, just down a few from where we were. 24 through 26. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. For what is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? You know, we must be willing to pay a price. You know, as we as sheep need to follow along with our shepherd, we need to realize that it's all, it's all for him. You know, again, taking back to what Isaac said, the sheep follow what the shepherd leads. Our shepherd is Jesus Christ. We should be able to, to just drop everything in a hat to follow what he wants us to do. Again, It's difficult for us to do that because it's not normal. You know, we're stepping outside a boundary that we're not comfortable with. It's about faith. It's about having that faith in Christ that when he leads us to where we're going, that he's not going to lead us into a disaster. If you search out his word, he never does that. He will never direct us in a path that will cause us destruction might cause us a little discomfort, but that's all for another reason, and we'll get into that as we go further in the next couple of weeks. First Corinthians 15.31 says, I protest by your rejoicing, which I have in Christ Jesus our Lord. I die daily. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loveth me and giveth himself for me. Luke 9, 23. And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Being that good sheep requires something for us to do. It requires us to be submissive to our shepherd. It requires us to follow along, put our own self aside, our own focus of what's here and now to understand what he has for us to follow we need to serve in humility you know we often forget that as part of being a good sheep is being like a servant and it's doing it in humility you can go back and look at John 13, 14 through 15 we won't go there because of time but it strives about being humble and being that good servant It's striving to be like Christ. It's striving to follow what the example that he has led before us. To think as he thought, to feel as he felt, to act as he acted, to desire as he he desires. That's a good sheep. Someone that follows, someone that wants to emulate. As a Christian, as as, as a person, we need to do that. We need to take our lives, put our own selves aside... And look at Christ for the example. It's not just serving, but it's doing it for the right reasons. I'll stop there. I'll stop there really and just leave you with one thought. The best example of a sheep is Jesus Christ. Again, Isaac went through on he was the example of being a good shepherd. He also gave us the example of being a good lamb. John 1:29 says. The next that John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world. First Peter one 19 through 19-20 says, But with the precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. Revelations five twelve saying, With a loud voice, worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing what an example of 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 giving it all you know as we talked about what what a sheep is and you know how that they become valuable you know the most valuable gift that we can ever have is receiving Jesus Christ as our lord and savior because he died for us He was a lamb, went to that slaughter without any whims about what was going on. He was that pure sacrifice. So as I leave you today, think about what it's to be a good sheep. Think about what it's like to be a good follower. And as you deal with people on a daily basis, think about the direction that they need to be to help them be following the right direction as you work with your children, as you raise your children. And again, you know, I'm not the perfect example because I've had a few that have gone astray. But, you know, give them the direction in the right way to follow. Phil, would you pray for us, please?